0: Welcome to Commercial Consult. This is Tom Kader, your host. Uh, We are a service company for all your commercial real estate needs, helping agents of all types and commercial needs clients connect to the right commercial broker for whatever type of transaction they need, whether it be a lease for dentist office, buying an apartment building, or selling a warehouse. One of our thousands of commercial brokers in our network. Uh, which are local to you and experienced in that type of asset class and transaction, uh, can connect with you and, and help um, all through that transaction. Uh, in our few, first few podcasts here, we're gonna be focusing on uh, the transaction itself that commercial agents uh, or commercial brokers uh, complete uh, from their point of view, and just looking at the normal co- course of happenings in those deals, as well as things to look out for um, throughout those transactions. So uh, on our first one here, we're going to be focusing on listing an apartment building. So today we're going to be focusing on selling a residential income or multifamily or uh, apartment building property. Um, from the We can start a little bit before the transaction and um, kind of focus on how uh, a, real, a commercial agent is going to connect with a, an actual owner of a building. Uh, which could be beneficial to agents and also to um, investors looking to kind of expand in that space. Um, there's a number of tools that commercial agents use, um, including CoStar, um, theapartmentdirectories.com, uh, Prospect Now, LexisNexis, um, and all these tools are mainly to aggregate data and uh, phone numbers, emails um, to directly connect with owners. In whatever um, type of um, building that they're looking for from these resources uh, you're going to be able to build lists whether uh, whatever your focus is on it could be from the smaller uh, residential type buildings from the two to four units Um, those are uh, can still considered residential of course Uh, two three and four units, duplex triplex and fourplexes uh, which have different financing on them still residential financing as opposed to um, five units and up, which are now considered uh, commercial buildings. Uh, those, of course, have uh, different financing, commercial financing on them, which uh, is fairly different. Uh, the difference, main differences are um, the residential financing, will look at uh, the borrower more. Uh, and the income of the borrower or the company um, that is a- acquiring those assets versus the commercial loan, we'll be looking at the asset itself and the income of that particular building, um, the income of the building and the expenses of the building combined and um, determining uh, whether that building can cover the debt of, of that particular loan. So once you've built your list uh, from one of these resources and um, created a, a block of um, either Excel or, or put them in your CRM or your Mojo dialer, uh, etc. cetera, um, the commercial agent is is going to systematically reach out to them with, with a message, um, have some sort of message, uh, ideally one that uh, gives value to the owner and is able to um, show them that uh, they're just not looking for a quick sale, but hopefully they're looking to create a deeper connection and um, show them that uh, they're able to provide value uh, in regards to the building. In my opinion, this value is uh, best demonstrated um, through providing a BPO, bright uh, broker broker price opinion on the on the particular asset, uh, which can be in depth or, or or in little as much as as uh, the broker or the uh, owner wants. Uh, of course, if you're looking to show value and the the owner actually is interested, I would I would go into as much depth as possible, showing that uh, you have a knowledge of the area, of the market, uh, and of the particular asset as much as possible. This BPO will then uh, have uh, data concerning uh, the market leases, um, uh, the market in, in general, where the market's going, uh, where the cap rates are in the area. Um, it could also have uh, a Obviously, sale comparables uh, recently sold properties in the area that that will uh, show either a price per foot or um, a price per door um, of where things are selling for that particular asset. Along with the BPO, the broker, if competing with other agents, uh, commercial agents, other commercial houses, will also prepare a full listing package for the owner in which they uh, provide other details about their themselves um, their company and how they plan to market the property um, on the open market Um, in addition to that of course the 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 bpo will show a um, a price in which the the agent feels that they could come out onto the market and this is done by looking at uh, the past 90, 180 days um, on the market of what has uh, what is active on the market, what is in escrow, and uh, most importantly, what is sold on the market. It's incredibly important to look at properties which are in line with the subject property. You want to be looking at properties that uh, were built in the same uh, time frame, hopefully within a five-year period or so, five or ten-year period. Um, properties obviously with the same unit count or similar unit counts uh, with the same upgrades or lack of upgrades, um, similar amenities if there's a pool or um, dog park or something on, on the property on the multifamily uh, building somewhere near or somewhere nearby. Of course, it's important to remember that every owner uh, values their building a lot higher than whatever the Market uh, will say, as they usually have their own reasoning on why their property is worth more than any other property uh, in the area. Good commercial agents will be able to reel in the owner and show that their property is worth what it is based off the comparable sales in the market uh, compared to their property and any extra or lacking amenities uh, that their property might have compared to those properties. If the owner still doesn't want to compromise, um, most brokers uh, will take the listing at the higher price, but hopefully have a conversation with the owner saying that uh, to test the market at that price, um, seeing if anybody pops up for for that um, price. But if that price does not resonate with the market, uh, then uh, they should be quick to readjust that price within two weeks or a month maximum. Um, Otherwise, the listing will get stale. And as it sits longer on the market, um, investors will see that and start uh, offering even less and less for the property. Once the terms, the, the pricing of the property is determined, um, the listing is signed. Uh, the listing could be signed uh, here in California. We use uh, we can use CAR California the California Association of Realtors documents. They have the CLA Commercial and Residential Income Listing Agreement, um, or for uh, sometimes brokers have their own contracts which are written up by attorneys, um, or uh, there are AIR Air uh, contracts also used for commercial uh, buildings. Um, once the listing is signed, then the broker will try and collect as much documentation as possible for the building, um, including all ownership, LLCs, uh, corporations, things that are tied, tied to the building, um, rent roll, income and expenses, um, which show all the possible income for the building from laundromats to um insurance or to late fees, et cetera, um, and expenses for the building, everything from water or gas, um, sanitation, trash, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Any profit and loss statements, um, all tax records for the building, any upgrades made to the property as far as maybe roofing or fire sprinkler systems, uh, et cetera, any office work that they recently redid um, and anything else that the owner has on the building to um, create a better case um, for, that, for that price which they are coming out onto the market. The broker should already have uh, most of the property information as far as the unit count, the square footage of the building, uh, the lot size, uh, the parking, um, the zoning, or all, all possible zoning um, which is allowed there on the building, the APN number, unit mix and uh, splits, And of course you wanna confirm all of this with the owner to make sure everything lines up properly. All of this information will be collected and then uh, compiled um, in an aesthetic manner on the offering memorandum or OM, which the broker will create for the property. Um, Along with all this information, they will do photography, um, drone photography, do an area overview of the the whole market of this uh, the neighborhood, the city, um, the county, et cetera, any amenities that that area might have, restaurants, uh, bars, uh, entertainment venues, highlights on the economy, um, maybe some large uh, industries or companies, Fortune 100, 500 companies in the area that uh, could help with job growth and obviously sustain the building for higher rents and rent growth in the future. Um, and also infrastructure as well as far as airports, railway stations, um, buses, metros that could help possible tenants to um, get to and from their jobs or um, also to show the infrastructure of of that particular area. All of this will be combined into, uh, as I said, the offering memorandum, which is going to be um, might be a shorter version of uh, one or two pages to be shut out to uh, to brokers, um, but also to, more importantly, directly to possible buyers in the in the brokers network. Um, the usual process is to shoot it out to um, the inner circle of the broker first, which would be their buyer list of hopefully if they're active in the multifamily market they will have an active list of buyers uh, always looking in certain areas neighborhoods unit mixes um, price points that are always interested in new off-market opportunities and would be happy to receive these prior to them coming onto the market once the broker has exhausted their own list and nobody is interested in the particular property they may reach out to their team um, and uh, once the their team is exhausted then they will reach out to the entire office in which they work and if that is exhausted they will reach out to the surrounding offices in in the county and then the state and then the whole nation um, to keep the deal of course in-house so that they don't have to share with another brokerage house of course uh, ideally the broker wants to connect with someone on their own buyer list as they will be able to double end the commission and and be able to control the deal um, a lot better than if it uh, went out to the market completely. If the broker gets it out to everyone they can in their own network and uh, their brokerage's network and still not able to find a buyer, then at that point the broker will utilize the resources mentioned before such as CoStar, LoopNet, Crexie, um, 10x, and other marketing commercial property marketing forums, um, and sometimes even their own ML, and sometimes MLS, um, as some markets uh, have commercial properties on their multiple listing service, which is used by residential agents mainly. But uh, usually, uh, at least in California, those, uh, the multiple MLS service, uh, multiple listing service is not used by commercial agents. Uh, investors will not look on that site for opportunities. However, if the listing is small enough in the residential size, uh, two, three, four units, uh, it could be found only on the multiple listing service as many times um, residential agents will be listing these properties um, which are not well versed in, in commercial services usually and are simply just listing on the multiple listing service too uh, for marketing purposes. The most popular listing service is, of course, CoStar LoopNet. CoStar owns uh, LoopNet, which is the marketing arm of CoStar. Uh, CoStar is more the data-driven side of um, the commercial real estate world, in which uh, mostly data can be found of all the asset classes, market information, uh, and very specific uh sales history contact information, et cetera et cetera, but to get the listing actually out to the investor world or to other commercial brokers that might be looking uh you will have to employ the services of Loopnet in which you will have to pay for each particular listing you have to be able to market it to the entire uh loopnet website, otherwise your listings will just stagnate on the CoStar side of the platform in which only CoStar uh, paid subscription members will be able to view those particular listings. In addition to CoStar and MLS for marketing purposes, um, there's a number of other ways to market the property out to the public and the general investor base for the city and uh, general area or anybody interested in those types of properties. Um, One is to reverse prospect um, on CoStar and MLS, which is essentially looking at um, the buyers of these types of properties for previous transactions in the last uh, six months to a year or even two years, in which you will be able to see who has purchased uh, properties like the one you're about to list and contacting those buyers directly um, with the information provided there or using other services to then um, look at the corporation or the individual and seeing what their contact information is and reaching out to them directly with a call, sharing your listing and seeing if they would be uh, interested in putting forward an offer. Reaching out to this particular database, there are a number of ways to do so. Uh, one way that uh, some commercial brokers like to utilize is called slybroadcast.com, which is a website that allows you to Drop a voicemail into any number of phone numbers um, that you would like, and if you record or pre-record a voicemail, in which you provide some basic information on the property, um, you can include the address or, or not, and some basic information such as unit count, uh, price point, uh, city, etc., um, and try and garner some attention from any potential buyers that might be out there. Also, having a, a regular e-blast out to your buyers using, um, we like to use MailChimp.com, uh, which should have a, um, a running count of all the buyers that you've encountered uh, in the area, classifying them towards uh, price point or area. And uh, e-blasting these uh, new listings out to, the, to these groups will also um, garner some more attention for your property. One more way to contact these buyers is having their uh, home mailing address and sending regular mailers out to them with your current listings, um, which is also beneficial as a lot of these older owners will not uh, be checking email and or uh, even uh, cell phone voicemails that often. But they do check mail and uh, connect on a stronger level with those messages. A newer way to connect with other types of owners or investors will be to create a website for the particular property and do some internet marketing as far as Facebook or Google, um, and trying to get that website out to as many eyes as possible that uh, would be interested in the property. Additionally, uh, after the internet marketing, uh, still popular is print media. Uh, which includes local newspapers, business journals, magazines that all carry commercial real estate properties, um, which could garner attention from uh, regular readership. Uh, here in Orange County, in Newport Beach, we have the Orange County Business Journal, and this has uh, some commercial properties on it of all asset classes. A listing here on in the OC Business Journal will garner some attention for the property, But is mainly used for the commercial brokers to get their own name out there as a reputable broker for that particular asset class in that area. It will provide the broker with possible buyer leads in which they can add to these lists that we've been discussing um, up until this point. Hopefully, after all of this marking, the broker will have produced some offers on the property. And if you were able to convince the owner to price it correctly, then hopefully these uh, offers will come in uh, very close or even above the asking price. Otherwise, um, you'll have to start playing the long game in which um, some offers will be coming in fairly low compared to the asking price. And the buyer will be dictating the majority of the terms in the contract because they know they have the power as they probably are the only offer on the table that the seller has. The important terms obviously to focus on in these offers is the price, the due diligence periods, the escrow period in full, uh, whether the buyer is using financing or using cash uh, or an all cash offer, um, if appraisal is needed or not, uh, and any other terms that might be relevant to your particular transaction. As the listing agent, you will be in bed with the buyer and uh, their agent for uh, up to 60, 90 days, depending on the size of the deal and any other um, variables that might be attached. So you want to make sure that uh, the buyer uh, is well qualified, uh, their financing is in order, and all the terms outlined in the offer um, and counteroffers are to your liking. Once the offer is signed and you step into escrow, the power shifts back to the buyer as they have um, up to sometimes 60 days of due diligence period in which they are allowed to do any and all inspections that they require on the building, whether it be phase one or a property inspection of every unit, roof inspection, plumbing inspection, electrical inspection. And if any of these inspections show faults in the property or things that need to be repaired or fixed, the buyer can then come back to the seller and retrade the original offering price and ask for a lower price or credit at the end of escrow. If the seller does not want to lower the price or give a credit, the buyer still has the option of holding on to the property and for the full due diligence period. And locking it out uh, of the market so when stepping into escrow with a buyer make sure that you're moving forward with a buyer that you feel is uh, motivated for the property and is willing to close uh, on the property as is or very close to as is in addition to all the inspections of course the documentation that the owner has given you and uh, any and all documentation concerning the property will be passed over to the buyer for review. If there is a bank involved, the bank usually requires a phase one uh, environmental study, uh, usually a termite inspection, pest inspection on the property to uh, allow for a funding of a loan in addition to an appraisal in which a third party comes out and appraises the property. But again, keep in mind the financing for residential multifamily properties, two to four units, is very different than the commercial multifamily buildings of five plus. Everything from the down payment to the debt service coverage ratio, DSCR, and how much they look at the particular buyer uh, themselves um, again, for the residential properties, they will be looking much strongly at the buyer, uh, the buyer's income, ten ninety nine W two statements, etc. Versus uh, commercial buildings, they will be looking uh, more heavily at the income of the building uh, versus the expenses of the building. Once the financing is in order, and the inspections are done, uh, hopefully inspections all came back clean. There are no additional. Uh, requests by the buyer to things to be fixed like the plumbing, electrical, HVAC, roofing, or other systems throughout the entire property. Uh, But if there are, then uh, the buyer will ask again for a reduction in the price or or, uh, credit at escrow. The seller may um, oblige and and give these particular costs back or they may not. Um, Usually it is wise to look at each item separately and Depending on the item and and its actual condition, if it is something that needs to be replaced into working order, or if it just simply has a lot of wear and tear but it is still functional, the owner has the option of replacing the item or repairing the item appropriately. The owner and the broker will have to keep in mind that if these items are not fixed and the buyer walks away Um, there will be another buyer um, who will come along and probably ask for the same items again so it probably it is in the seller's best interest to at least look at these items and work with the buyer on some level to work something out um, negotiate something in which both parties are happy along with the financing which which is done is the appraisal which is done by the third party Uh, Hopefully, the appraisal itself comes back um, at the offering price, so the buyer will get their financing as they want it, uh, as they were planning on. If it comes above, then even better for everyone. Uh, The buyer will be extremely happy and excited to move forward, but if the appraisal comes in low, then obviously the financing is in jeopardy for the buyer, and they will have to come... Um, probably more out of pocket uh, with cash in order to move forward with the deal. Of course, they will not be happy about this and they will take the appraisal back to the owner uh, and the owner's broker, listing broker, and ask for a reduction in price probably to that level of the appraisal coming in. Of course, you can always go back to the lender and ask for a another appraisal to be done. Um, that will be very difficult as the uh, second appraisal will of course take the first appraisal into consideration. So it is always wise to work with the appraisal if they're coming through and asking any questions or need additional information to always provide that on that first round. Otherwise, now the owner will have to work with this appraisal and the buyer uh, buyer's request to lower the price. The owner can comply fully and lower the price completely to the appraisal level, which happens quite frequently as there really is no choice if the buyer doesn't have additional cash to bring into the property. But uh, if the market is a seller's market, then of course the seller can demand uh, his price um, again and not adjust at all. This outcome will be determined by the market and the demand for the property. After all these hurdles are crossed successfully, hopefully you have a happy seller that got their price and a happy buyer and a happy listing agent, happy selling agent, um, and all other parties involved. Of course, if the seller was looking to do a 1031 exchange, uh, this would have been set up uh, at the very beginning of the process and coordinated. Uh, with the buyer and a 1031 specialist um, so that the closing date would be done um, appropriately and uh, they would have enough time to target uh, and identify um, properties to 1031 exchange into.
1: Commercial real estate is a very specialized line of work. Finding the right broker for a specific job can be a daunting task for anyone not in the industry. Commercial Consult connects residential agents, commercial agents, and commercial needs clients to top commercial brokers in any city and any asset class needed. Our brokers can help with buying, selling, and leasing any type of commercial property. We take care of the whole process, be involved throughout the transaction, or just send a referral to us and receive up to a 25% referral check at closing. Do you know someone who is looking to lease a space for their restaurant? buying an office building for a business, selling an apartment building they own, or even need a commercial loan, we can help. Our network of thousands of top commercial agents across the country have been hand-selected to make sure they consistently close deals in whichever field required. Be assured your client remains your client. Our brokers only help with commercial transactions they are specialized in, and always refer back your client to you when they need additional real estate assistance. There are over $500 billion worth of commercial real estate business every year, guaranteed with clients you are already working with. Tap into your network and be a more comprehensive agent by providing commercial services. Simply fill out the form here with your information and the commercial consultant will reach out to you shortly to learn more about your transaction in order to put you in touch with the best commercial broker for the job. www.commercialconsult.com Info at commercialconsult.com.